Absolute Geek Podcast. You are tuning in to a special edition of the Absolute Geek Podcast. I am Matt. I'm Jose. And I'm Kyle. And this entire episode is special because it is dedicated to nothing else than Phoenix Comic Con Fan Fest Year 2 that took place <laughs> December 4th, 5th, and 6th in Glendale, Arizona at the University of Phoenix Stadium. That was a mouthful. Good job. Good there job. it is. Got it on the first take. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that was true. For one times five. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, we attended FanFest this past weekend. Um, what were your guys' initial thoughts on FanFest? I had a lot of fun. It was what, a great weekend. It was an awesome weekend. You know, I'd have to say, it's, what I really like about FanFest is it's how intimate it is. Yeah. Well, did, you get, did you get touched? <laughs> just get felt up by somebody? I got touched by a Walking Dead book. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But that was one thing that I did enjoy was I, I like the space of, you know, it seems to be smaller than Fiend's Comic Con, but it's... The oh, way dude, it's it, like a third of the size. The way they have it spaced, it makes it feel more open. It doesn't make you feel like, you know, sometimes Fiend's Comic Con and other ones make you, you're kind of cramped in there. Well, there's like a thousand people per... Yeah. Every 10 feet. I mean, there was a lot of people. It seemed like there, was, there wasn't a lot of people there, but when you're actually like going around, there's, there was people everywhere. Yeah. But there weren't, there weren't too many open spaces, like in the middle of it. But it wasn't nuts to butt. You could move freely. You can enjoy yourself. There wasn't long lines. You could actually, you know, talk to these creators and writers and artists and, and you know, actually enjoy what the point of having speaking to them and yeah you know exactly what you go there for for that you know that connection with you know these people that you read and you know and you enjoy on a monthly basis especially that dick guy that you like oh God, that was a <laughs> like one of like 19,000 highlights that I had this weekend it's awesome but you know even like uh you were sitting there when uh what's his name, was telling the G.I. Joe stories. About oh, the first, About the first time he's seen somebody with a, a, a G.I. Joe tattoo. Yeah, that was a pretty cool story. Was it Joe Hama? Yeah. Yeah, he was He was telling us like how he goes to all these cons and the very first time he ever encountered somebody with an actual G.I. Joe tattoo. And um, he was just like, blown away by somebody who actually did that, like... He would never have thought anybody would. And he would said he got that. all taken back because the guy was like taking his shirt yeah. off. And, like, he was shooting. dressed up like uh, like a one of the commandos, mm-hmm. and uh, he just started ripping his clothes off and to show him this giant tattoo on his chest. Wow! Like but, in the middle of his chest. But you don't have that one on one time at other cons, you know? What I mean, where you get to sit there because you know usually it's it's. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks. But, you know. Or don't look at me. I'm signing your book. Don't look at me. Just get your book and leave. Yeah, don't ask here, me a question. But, yeah. But everybody was like that here. Like, you know, Cena Grace, mm-hmm. story after story, you know. I got to have a nice conversation, couple conversations with Tim Seeley. You got to hear the, the G.I. Joe stories. You know, everywhere you went, it was, and I think that's what's good about FanFest. That's what I mean by it's intimate. It's Or get totally denied by Don Rosa for, for a sketch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I did. That's my first no. For a sketch of any kind. I'm usually the one. Makes sense. Yeah, of course. This is not a children's TV show. No, it's not. And then you wonder why his lines don't have anybody in it here. Yeah. But um. anyways, <laughs> besides I, the fact. I mean, I, I agree. It's a very intimate setting, um, especially last year when like um, 
Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Latour? No. Well, he's one of them, but Bob Layton. When Bob Layton was here, you got to talk to him, and he told stories about being on the Iron Man set, mm. Iron Man 2. And oh, yeah, when I was... He told stories about that, and then you had Jason Latour. He told Latour. me about his, uh, his covers that he did for X-Men, and yeah. he had no idea that they were going to make him do the entire cover. Like, they're like, here. <laughs> and he, he was only supposed to ink it, I think, or something. But they made him draw the entire cover. And then you had um, Jason Latour, and you had... Um, his Southern Cross? Yep, Southern Cross. <laughs> Just kidding. Southern Bastards. Um, Southern Bastards. Then you had, um, what was it, Jay Lee there. Dude, he was so cool. Um, mm-hmm. You had a lot of cool artists there that year. And, I mean, you even had a good complement of guests. Like, they had the guy who plays Diggle on Arrow there. Mm-hmm. And they had the chick from uh, Poltergeist. Oh, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. The Scream Queen. Yeah. Um, Allison and, Blair. And then they, you know, did a good mix of guests this year. Other than um, Karen Gillian, Karen Gillian, and Gareth David Lloyd, it was really oh well. How about uh, Hercules? Uh, nope. But this is what I'm telling. Disappointed. And that's why I put my my article is that you go to a con now, and and here's my issue with with FanFest. You go and and well, in Phoenix Comic Con for that matter, but more so FanFest is that is a festival that is drawn. You you're trying to get people to come in at the worst time of year. Yeah. In December, when people are saving for Christmas, because half the people they buy it for don't aren't maybe not into that, you know. So you're saving for Christmas, and you you need that big name draw. You need big names to draw people in. Karen Gillian is a big name on her own, yes, but it's not enough to draw. With, with that, you're going to draw Doctor Who fans. You're going to draw Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that's pretty much it. I know she was in Selfie and some other stuff, but she looked good in Selfie. You're not going to draw that many people with that. And you know, Kevin Sorbo is is an old actor. He really hasn't done much. He hasn't been relevant since Stargate um, SG One. I think he's when, it was SG One, wasn't I it? Have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Since Stargate, dude, fucking A Team. Who Sorbo? Wasn't he? No. no. He was Hercules. He was Hercules, and that's it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, double check that. <laughs> I don't think he was an A team. But he really hasn't done much except for make like church movies, Jesus movies, and really? religious movies, yeah. Uh, and uh, and ranting about things. Yeah, he's not a big name draw to, to today's average age congoer, which is like 19. Or, or actually, younger. I would say 16 to yeah, I would, 22. I would say that's probably about the demographic, too. <laughs> so. I mean the the only the only real thing that I that kind of bothered me at the con was that I'm I'm not sure if it's supposed to be drawn for comic book collectors or anything, but there's a big lack of comic books. They they had they had the same people that they always have. Yeah, but they had a lot of comic book vendors. No, like they had at least I'll say it's about six, six of them. Yeah. yeah, which isn't a lot because if you look at the of of how many people are there. That's like maybe one percent. But then you got to think of also they only have a limited space. But then again, like I was surprised there was like no shark robot the t-shirt people. Yeah, there was you know there really wasn't a lot of stuff like there wasn't that that dude that's always at these conventions. He was there last year that has the the big giant book of like booth of comics. Yeah, that's the one I was for. looking for. Yeah, and he was there last year, the and I can't believe wall of comics. he wasn't there this year. And that's where I always get my variants, and that guy always has amazing deals. You know, I noticed this year though is a lot of the vendors were a little more motivated. There's a few that were regular con prices, but a lot of the vendors there were motivated, like the comic people. They had they were motivated to sell. 
Yeah. You could tell that they, a lot of them didn't have those con prices. A lot of them actually had good priced books. Mm-hmm. Like if I had more money, I probably would have probably bought more books. I was like, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. But I did come up, you know, big shout out. I did come up on a really good book that I wouldn't normally have gotten. So now I'm even more excited that I got to go to FanFest. <laughs> Thanks but to who? Samurai Comics. There you That's go. That's right. <laughs> uh, but like... <clears throat> there wasn't very many local stores that had booths there. You had Samurai and Dr. Fantasy. The yep. Drawn to Comics wasn't there. I don't think Jesse James was there. Collector's Marketplace was there. Yeah, well, they were there. Collector's Marketplace was there, too. But you had, like, Zia. You they're, had yeah, Zia was there. Yeah. They had a super small booth this year. It just... I don't know. Like, And I don't like the fact that they took away the fan panels. Like, they didn't have pugs this year. They, and yeah. it was more, like, spotlighted panels of, but I think like, the, celebrities. I mean, I, they're doing something different. I think they're. You got to try a few different ideas. You got to, you know. This make, could be like their fanfest. Could be like their testing grounds of new things. You know, you, you never know. You know, we we don't know the behind. And it's something kind of. It's new. It's the second one. They might be. You can know. It's kind of doing a little bit different than they do Phoenix. So maybe they're. Maybe this is their. Yeah, like you said, this is their way of trying different avenues to, or different things to. See yeah. what they can do with. Well, my biggest thing with FanFest is that Phoenix Comic Con is very pol- pop culture based. Yeah, you know, you have your big guests, you have your your artists. Like they try to make it even, but for some way, the the pop culture aspect of it starts to outweigh the comic book. I expect, and I want a good comic convention, and that's what Amazing Arizona is still is, is a good comic convention. But they have big names in comics, right? And that even that's supposed to like it's slowly starting to turn, like. We had this discussion before that one big name can draw so many people. Yep. You know? I was thinking of Dirk Benedict. Oh. That's who I was thinking of. Um, He's from, that guy's oh. from the A-team. But, I mean, other than that, FanFest is one of my favorite conventions. It's smaller. It's like Kyle said, it's more intimate. It's in the cooler seasons. That is nice. I, I think oh. this convention would really, like, strive if it was at the end of October or, or like early January, maybe mm. middle January. January, you don't have any more holidays coming up. New Year's is here. It, Christmas is done. People no, got that you know Christmas January number. It's when you get the bills from Christmas. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> Christmas, you know, people got that Christmas money to blow. That's a good time to have a convention. But I don't know. I don't know. I, had, I, I enjoyed it though. Like I did too. I had fun where. I like that it's nice and cool outside. They they were trying to do a lot of things outside, which is kind of cool for, like, kids. They really didn't have much outside. They had, like... Well, they had the kid area. The kid area with all the blow-ups. I mean, that's that cool for cool. them. Right. Yeah, I agree. Because like, it feels like FanFest is more of a family thing. And something at FanFest, they could do... They could really take a page out of, like, San Diego's book and have, like, a whole, like, event going outside. They could literally make the outside of the, of the University of Phoenix Stadium, like, another convention. It's trying to find what, what would work to be outside. Well, yeah. I mean, I like the I, I like the idea of the food truck sitting right along there. Oh my god! Yeah. I thought that was a I thought it was a good idea. That cheese one, the melt the 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 um, grilled cheese. Oh my god! Was it good? Dude, okay. I ordered the macaroni and cheese grilled cheese. <laughs> I was in line waiting for my friends to get their food, and I already finished one one half of my sandwich. Nice. It it was just. It was perfect. I don't, I've never like I feel like a grilled cheese is something you can just make at home. You know, I, yeah. I could do this. I couldn't make this. This, <laughs> this just tasted so amazing. 
I don't know what they put in it, but it just it was good. And nice. um, like the fry one, I went to the I, I got something off the fry truck, and that was really good too. Um, I didn't try the uh, lobster or whatever it was. Yeah, crab. I stay away from seafood. Yeah, was really, that was too expensive. It was expensive as hell. Just seafood. If it was like ten bucks, I would have tried it. It just doesn't yeah. seem like it should go together for me. But the food, but the food trucks were on point. Yeah, that was a nice touch because I, mean, I really like that. That was. But really then cool. the only other crappy part is that you can't bring outside food into the stadium, yeah. so you have to eat it outside. You can bring your drinks in though. They didn't have. They needed food. Sitting areas outside. If they're going to offer yeah. trucks, yeah. they need to offer places to sit and, and eat. And there was more than enough room to do that outside. Oh, yeah. Because it was, I mean, there was a lot of room outside. And, it, I mean, they did have that whole stage area up that was that like rarely you. ever being used. But, yeah, it's not. it wasn't for us. But they need, Yeah, they needed something for, for sitting and eating outside because that was just, it was a pain in the ass to try, try to find something. By the time you do find something, your food is cold. Yeah. You know, and that really that really blows that you couldn't just sit and eat outside. But um, but inside, you know, it, like you guys were saying, it's very spacious, very nice. Uh, it was relatively clean. It was real, actually, I should say, it was really clean inside. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, some cons just you know, so many people are there, they just fucking make a mess. It's a lot easier to maneuver in there. It's easier to sometimes it's hard to find things in uh, some cons. You know, they you, had you could tell where you were when you where you yep, were standing. It was easy yeah. to maneuver back and forth to get from this end to this end, to come in to come out. That's why, I like, because sometimes it gets clogged trying to get in and out of conventions. Yeah, and this one was so much easier to. I mean, this just place navigate. only had one entrance and one exit. Yeah, and it was still easy to move around. Yep. So that was really nice. I don't know. This is the only like I wasn't a big fan of the student the stadium security though. Like uh, yeah, we I mean we like you like you said earlier, we can't count it against them. Right, but exactly. We, but we have to understand why Yeah. You know. But there's gotta be some way that they can do a bag check where you don't have to get checked every time you're going in and out. Yeah. And not only not only that, but having the entrance where the bag check is, is and everybody coming out the same door was really annoying. Yeah. Yeah, they needed to open up one more exit. They just need one more exit just so people can get can get they out. They did that on Saturday. Yeah, they did it on Saturday, but they didn't do it on Friday or Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. For as many guards that they had around, they could have done it. Because it was just a pain in the ass trying to get in and out. I mean, I kind of understood the point of it, but, you know, so people didn't, they didn't, people didn't try to sneak in or yeah. something. But, no, they needed, they needed an exit gate. I think a bigger names, <clears throat> a bigger focus on comic books is going to go a long way for them like they have a nice that was one of the things i really give them credit for is they have a nice mixture of local mm-hmm. and professional talent as far as artists oh yeah comic book artists vendors i was excited like to hear some of those names yeah but like let's be honest don la rosa don rosa he's come to phoenix comic-con he's, he's been come there to fan fest Tucson. Why? Get someone better. Get someone else. Like he doesn't draw people. Mm-hmm. He his whole table was empty all weekend. He was, he, you know, he has a sign up that, like, I find very, very, like, I don't know, just demoralizing. I don't. Know. Maybe it's not demoralizing, dickish. but yeah, dickish. Like, <clears throat> like literally, like for you, it condescending. It's very, very condescending for the way his sign about how it's not Ducktales is put. Like you're you're really gonna snap at a little kid who walks, oh mommy look ducktails and you know mm. and you're gonna be condescending like that like basically do not mention ducktails in my area to be honest with you I'm most, not even joking most <laughs> of us 
wouldn't know who the fuck Scrooge McDuck was. McDuck. Who the hell Scrooge McDuck was without DuckTales? Yeah. I never read about it. I never read the comic. They were all from the 70s and early 80s. Yeah, and the Mm -hmm. comic is still going strong today. Where, Europe? With him on the cover. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the man is so crotchety, he looks like Scrooge McDuck. (laughs) Ken Seeley, that was I was very excited for him to come. You were fist pumping. Yeah, I was. I really was. That was, I thought that was an excellent choice, on behalf of Phoenix Comic Con. I agree, because he's a, he's done a lot of work. He's done GI Joe. He's done Transformers. He does Grayson. He's done a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And you know, just to be able to meet him and talk to them and just you know, and, it, and what's cool about him is he's a writer. He's an artist. He's, he's everything. You, yes, you you get so you can enjoy his writing. You got a you know like I got a sketch from him, and I also got stuff that he wrote. I got him to autograph. It was, you know, it was, you got the full treatment from him. You really did, and it was really cool. And he was you know a super nice guy. So that really I was stoked. Hey, you were. I'm still only, stoked. About he draws it. your favorite dick. So yes, he did. <laughs> the only problem, I mean, the only problem with FanFest I see it would be from like the standpoint of maybe the local vendors because. They don't have that backing where they actually had to pay for their table. And Brent and I were talking to a guy who said that he had to pay $900 for his table. What? And Brent asked him, did you make any of that money back? And he said, not even close. Wow. He said, I've probably only made like 300 bucks working at this convention. There's a, there a lot of people that I spoke to that made like zero money. Like they didn't make enough money. Well, that's, I went and I normally spend money at a con, but... With Christmas being so close, I didn't I didn't spend anything. I yeah. spent forty dollars on the sketch. That was it. Like that was it. I didn't buy anything else. Yeah. I think I bought a comic book. Mm-hmm. Bought my one comic book from Samurai Comics. Yep. And I got a sketch. I think and I, I don't I don't blame the con for this. I actually think what a lot of the spending part is is you're getting a lot of the younger generation of people who are getting into comics. Anime, right? I think it's their excuse to pay fifteen bucks or thirty bucks for the weekend and to dress up and run around like a maniac for, mm-hmm. oh, for yeah. ten hours a day. I think, <clears throat> I think that's a big thing with these cons, and it's probably why they have to charge more for the for the areas and for the tickets because nothing's being bought inside. Well, yeah, there were a lot of people that didn't make a lot of money. But thanks to people like Jessica Negri or NG Knight or Riddle or a lot of these cosplayers, Itty Bitty Geek, it's not so much her, but like people see them all over the internet and they think that, well, I'm going to go to the con, people are going to see my cosplay and I'm going to get discovered. So they go there just to cosplay and that's it. Yeah. They don't buy nothing, they don't do nothing like... They just go there to try and show off their cosplay, and that's it, which is fine because that's what a convention's for. But it's for however you want to make it fun to right. You. But yeah. eventually, that's going to hurt the the vendor. But again, that's not something that's that's their fault. That's just the way the convention scene it's is. It's just how the people, certain people, are when they <laughs> show up. Because you know, I felt bad for some of the vendors that I know personally, and that they didn't even break even. Yeah. Like, it was one of the slowest cons they've ever gone to. Well, and that's the thing. Like FanFest, it kind of reminds me of Amazing Arizona, where it's just vendor floor. There's really no panels. Like, there was panels, but it wasn't like... It wasn't something like... The only one that I would have considered going to ever would be the Jim Lee one he did. Yeah. Jim Lee had a panel in the same room he did his signing. 
and he was giving away sketches. Yeah. If you answered certain questions or whatever. But I mean, like that was real. Even without the sketches, I think it was just cool to see and and listen to Jim Lee speak about his his career. But uh, I mean, the, the 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 draw would have been the artists, you know, a panel of artists and stuff, which I think they did one once or twice. Yeah, the whole weekend. I mean, there was some cool panels there. I mean, we went and saw one. Uh, me and you, Matt, where we got to preview the movie. Oh yeah, we went to the, see the uh, the I Am Alone were, uh, premiere at FanFest, which was good. And I'm gonna have a an interview up at some point with the director and writer from that. But that, like that was cool. But again, it's not enough to to draw like. You're drawing. I understand that you sell individual passes, but if I were to do a convention, and this is just me, this is not a knock against anybody. If I were to do a convention, my main focus is going to be those people that bought tickets for Friday, bought tickets for Saturday, bought tickets for Sunday, the full event passes. Mm -hmm. You lose interest by midway through day two of the vendor hall. You have to have something. You have to offer something for these people to want to keep coming back, to want to keep spending money. And it just wasn't there. You know, there, there was no, that's like the draw of Phoenix Comic Con. They have, they have so many panels. They have so many guests, so many guests. They have so many different things going on on different days that it, it draws people there every single day. Now, <clears throat> I granted they probably don't have the room to do that at the stadium, but reach out to like expand, reach out to the Renaissance. They have, they held a convention there for the longest time. They yeah. held Sabotin Con there. Granted, something happened and they won't hold it there anymore, but you're not Sabotin Con. You have a better reputation than that. So, yeah. you know, go out there and Well, I think uh, what's your name was at the Renaissance. Who's? Who? Um, chick from Flash. What? What's her name? Karen? Karen no, Gillian? No, she wasn't. She was at the... No, she was, she, was, she was doing something across the street of the Renaissance. I saw that. Yeah, she had a... I think it might have photo ops or something. Yeah, but she was doing something over there. Yeah. But at, at the... At the actual stadium, she did her panel there. Right, but she like you could you could hold panels but I mean, there. Obviously, like you could they do did things. Re- there. Obviously, they did reach out because yeah. they did something over there. But yeah. I'm just saying that, like, <clears throat> I love Fan Fest. Don't get me wrong. Like this, this is my favorite. I look con. forward to it because I want to see which yeah, artists they have. This is my favorite con, just because, like we said, the intimate setting. The it's close. Yeah, how you can just mm-hmm. talk to people. It's close to the studio. People aren't like. <laughs> All you know, all up in your business. You're not nuts to butts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a very intimate, enjoyable con, like a smaller con should be. You know, it's it's in my opinion, it's better than in Tucson. It's better than Sabo. It's and it's only its second year, and it got a lot better from last year. But it's still there's just that few that key push. things that are missing. Yeah, there's the big name guests that are missing. There's the the lack of programming outside. That could draw people in, you know. It's you got to make you got to make it interesting for people to, to do stuff, you know. I think they'll get it. I think it's just you know part of the trial and error. I think you know it makes sense to use this con as a trial and error. Yeah, and it sounds like from looking at Facebook and stuff, it got enough of a, a push to come back again next year. So, I mean, it would be it would be ridiculous not to have it back again next year. They can only improve. Right, and I, I think and it will. I think oh, yeah. the biggest the biggest area to improve in is the time it's held. And then, granted, I know, like I say in my article, it 
you have to work around the NFL. You have to work around all the RV shows and all the other events they have at the stadium. Because there was an RV show going on that yeah. weekend on the other side. Really? But in the back. Yeah, the back half over oh, there. Oh, shit. So as you were going through, some people were actually going to the RV show. So they were actually having to turn around, drive around, and go in somewhere else. To get the... To get to it because the, the main entrance into was just for the con. Mm. You know, and this is the first con, like this is the only con I know of that's held in a stadium. Yeah. So, which is really cool because a lot of people don't don't experience it, right? Especially us nerds. And it's yeah. like I said, it it was really cool, but that's the only thing is that lack of lack of big name draw and lack of programming that keeps I mean, people I'm, wanting to go all weekend. I'm pretty sure a lot of the big names are like, well, I'm in my hometown and I'm spending it with my family. Yeah. Well, I, right yeah. and. But give people a reason to come on Sun and on Friday. Friday was dead. Friday was completely. That was my dead. favorite day. Yeah, it was nice. And like Saturday was was busier, but it wasn't as it wasn't like packed. But like Friday was dead. You got to give people a reason to well, come. And I know FanFest is the only convention that opens at like ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, on a Friday. On a Friday. That's awesome. But like, <laughs> you got to give people a reason to want to to be there that early or be there that day. You gotta help. You gotta d- generate something to help these these vendors out because at some point you're gonna get to the point where vendors are gonna be like, "No, I don't want to do this convention." Anymore. I didn't make any money last year. Yeah, I didn't make any money. Why would I want to come back? Yeah, you know. And then it looks bad. So and you're like, "Oh, well, this is so and so with Phoenix Comic Con. We're interested to have you come to our convention in June." They're gonna be like, "No, I didn't make any money at your last convention." Yeah, you know. So what are you what are you gonna do? I think it'll grow. I think it'll come better. I think I think it'll it'll work itself around where it'll make money where like the vendors will be able to we i would have done a panel in a heartbeat at FanFest if they would have allowed us to i had more than one person ask why we weren't doing a panel yeah i would have i would have done one in a heartbeat we need to come up with better panels but you know i would i would have done one in no time i would have done pugs this year like d-list it's fine i would have done i mean i would have done a lot of stuff if they would have was there the ability it. to to have to ask to have a panel no i never saw anything i looked and i never saw it and it could be just lack of communication or ignorance on my part i guess but uh-huh. I, I never saw anything otherwise i would have because i'd really like to have a panel at phoenix con this year i'll be too busy dating we had one last year Speed dating. I'll be too busy speed dating. <laughs> like you were this year. Yeah. I think we should lonely bastard. I think we should do something along the same lines for Phoenix Comic Con. Well, I'm gonna try. We'll see what happens. But FanFest, I mean, we have a few minutes here. Um, what's your final opinion on FanFest? Well, uh, my final I I enjoyed it. I I found myself at first I thought, well maybe I won't be there all day, but then I found myself there all day long. Wandering around, having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that was true for me. So, you know, and my favorite part about FanFest is I am close enough I can go home. I do yeah. I live really close to the stadium. I can go home, go to the bathroom, relax for a minute, and shoot still go back to be up the con and only be gone an hour. Shoot, yeah. shoot some torpedoes off. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, fun-wise, and, you know, the, the, the artists that they did have there, I mean... Jinling was pretty good. I mean, they had a lot of good artists there. I mean, they, they really did. They had big names, but they didn't have, like, that wow factor big name. Like, Dave Johnson. Who many people have really heard of Dave Johnson? And he he Brian, was one of those covers. Brian just, I mean, did you see how many books he brought? Yeah. He had a backpack full of books. He was yeah. so excited about everybody that was there. 
he had so many books to get signed. Like he was probably the one person I saw that like that was like he had books for every single person that was there. I didn't. And, and, I did well, not have that. Well, not I, even close. I have a very narrow collection, so yeah, not even close. But you know, there just there wasn't like standout names like Jason Latour. There wasn't. Hey, there was one. Who? Cena Grace. Well, yeah, Cena. But of he course, he was awesome. He's a very awesome dude. We appreciate him. He's a very he's a friend of the show and. A personal friend, and he's see. I was super excited about Tim Seeley. Like he's yeah. Like that was a wow factor for me. He's that, big, but he's not Stan Lee big. Yeah, like, but I don't. He's big, but he's not Brian Michael Bendis big. Yeah, that, that's not gonna happen. He's big, but he's not uh, Todd McFarlane big. And the funny thing about Todd, he's local, right? Like it Brian Polito. Polito. Polito is here every fucking convention. Was he and he chair? lives here. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even see him. He had a booth way off. Like there was, was on no, the left um, hand. Like if you walked in, it's on the left hand side. Uh, well, your your buddy that you talk to all the time. Um, which one? Chad Harding. No, not Chad Harding. Um, <laughs> Peter. He was doing all new uh, covers for all new expert all the time. Oh, um, Brandon Peterson. He's local. No, he's not. He's not he local moved. anymore. Yeah, he moved. Oh. <laughs> he moved last year. Oh, I thought he moved back here last year. No, no. He he moved. He moved back to uh, Houston or Austin. Uh, but you've got all these guys local. And L.A. is not that far. It's a six-hour drive. Or a one-hour flight. Or a one-hour flight. <sighs> you know, it's... You you can get these big-name draws, man. Jim Lee is a big name. No, he's in San Francisco, I think. Well, I'm just saying, you know, it's... You can get these names here. And I'm sure they tried. But even their big names, I, I don't think we're big enough. You You have to come out swinging at a convention like this. To draw people in, especially small, and it will especially that small in this time of year. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy with the people we got, but I do understand the whole wow effect. Like, if they would have gone, I'm trying to think of somebody like who's big right now. I can't think of anybody right now. Scott Snyder. Well, your biggest names in comic right now, yeah, are Snyder, Jock, Capullo, Capullo, uh, um, but Bacallo. Pachalo. Kirkman. Kirkman. Uh, Adlar. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, God. That's not going to happen. <laughs> well, He's not going to come all the way from England to come over here. You never know. You never know. You never Stranger know. things have happened. But, but so what was your final final grade on FanFest? I'm going to give it a 7.9. Out of 10? Out of 10. Because, mm-hmm. mainly because... Tim Seeley was there, super excited. Cena Grace was awesome. It was a nice, intimate setting. I had tons more fun than I expected. I had a great time. I found a book I had been looking for for two years, thanks to Samurai. I mean, overall, I, it was a win for me in many categories. So I, I have to give it a 7, 9, 8. Jose? I'd probably give it like a 7, 5, 8, 8 also, mostly because it was near my house. That was, that was a big was plus, so, too. Such a huge plus. Like, my sister had to leave, so I went, dropped her off, took a little nap, went back, and I saw three hours left. <laughs> it was really nice. Um, but, but like like you guys were saying, it was very intimate, very spacious also. Um, I walked it, a, a, I can't even, countless times, found a couple books that I wanted, got some signatures that I wanted, 
I even got I got five sketches from a couple indie people, which for me was the biggest draw was seeing some indie people that I've never met before and getting something that I would have never thought I'd ever get. Like one of the girl, one of the uh, one of the artists that I got a sketch from was uh, oh God, what was her name? Hold on. She um, she's from Chicago, and her art's very um, I don't know. It, it's it's very different. It's not anime, but it's not like typical American art or American style. But it it was nice. It was really nice, and I never think I'd ever meet her. And with her art, it was it was beautiful. Um, her name was Kiki Jenkins, and um, she she had a small booth. All her prints were small, and it seemed like she only brought so much with her because she didn't know what this con was about. This is her first time out, um, so it was really cool meeting her. Um, she was she yeah she's from Chicago, and then I met another artist from LA. Her name was Nikki Abrigo, and she um, she had some really awesome art, very clean. You know, indie artists that we I would have never seen in my life, you know, and they came here. And I think it's really cool that FanFest has that draw for some people where they're indie artists and, and they're coming out and, and uh, you know, they're... They're, they're getting they're, their name out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm checking my text messages. <laughs> About trying to hook you up with something, you're sitting making fun of me. That's a Jose. <laughs> Jose, poked, Jose poked the bear I had to do it. <laughs> Guys, it's but, supposed to be professional. But, but it, hey, it's us. Yeah, but That's still, funny. come on now. No, but uh, but I think it's really cool that FanFest was able to draw some indie artists that I would have never seen or met or anything and got some, some amazing art from them. And uh, FanFest is a great end of the year con it's it's a great it's like way, a wind down it, it really is it's a great way to end a season of conventions for uh, how many did you guys go this year how many cons do you think just stop i think we talked about yeah it. we talked like about seven oh, or something no it was like 12, 12 i met 11 14 yeah yeah i missed one what'd you miss um oh no no no! i had the most because you guys didn't go to tucson yeah i no, think i think you, i was there's like seven. something else that you've missed no because Kellen went to oh PAX, he went to PAX. We counted that and then but we went he to, went to um, Saboten too oh he did so that's two up no I went to a bunch of cons and this was a great con to end I was happy the, I was the, happy with the, the art con art. season of 2015 well, Fan cool. was a great end to it and I, I wrote an article I wrote a review it's up on our website grillmarkproductions.com um, I've posted it on our Facebook it's on my Facebook. Um, I mean, it, I did it in the most non-biased way possible. Like I, I, what I liked, what I didn't like, you know, it, and things like that. And FanFest to me, it was where when the minute you walk in, you knew where they were trying to drive your focus. Yeah. And the vendor floor I felt was lacking. The artist, the artists were a definite upgrade from last year. Like there's no question. Like you didn't have that big name wow factor like a Bob Layton, but you had variety. You had a great variety of local artists, like you had Mike Vasquez, you had um, Stinsman, you had Cena Grace, like you have a good core um, local and in, in lesser known talent. Um, and then you had your Tim Seeley's, you had, you know, you're, you're some are topper tier guys, mm-hmm. but Mike Miller, 
Mike Miller. I still, I still think like I've got a, I gave it a three, a three point five out of five. So that'd be like a six or seven. So I'm gonna have to go with seven out of ten for this sake, just because I still think that there's a lot lacking with you're missing. There's a lot of improvement they can do. Right. There's a lot of improvement you're missing out on that that big name draw that could be drawing these people in to spend money. Um, You're not really giving the the local vendors the support they need to to make this money when you're charging them that amount for tables. Um, I mean, there's, there's a lot more, like I said, you could go to, you know, more outside stuff. And if, if this was last year, I probably wouldn't be saying this, but after this year and all the conventions, we, all the conventions we've been to, when you're seeing these conventions that Phoenix is trying to compete with, like um, San Diego or Kamikaze, Kamikaze or Salt Lake city, like, there's always something going on for somebody. Every single day, there's something going on. Something huge. And, you know, huge. people could be done with the vendor floor one day and outside enjoying it the next, you know. And that w- we saw a lot of that with, with San Diego. People were outside enjoying it. People were inside. You had everything going. Mm-hmm. Yep. They have the space at, this, at, at University of Phoenix Stadium outside to make things outside, too. I, I just think that... That's my biggest drawback is at the time of year. If this if this convention was in uh, late October or or middle January, I think it would do a whole of a lot better. We'll see. So you said seven point five. I gave it seven point nine. Seven point nine. Gave it seven point five, seven point eight, or eight and yeah. seven for me. So, but it was a nice end. Like Kyle said, it's a very intimate. It's a very nice end to the con season. Um, I I look forward to next year and hopefully it keeps getting bigger and better. Yeah, I mean, geez, geez it can't be any worse than Mesa Media Expo. <laughs> Boom. Boom. But they advertise. Phoenix advertises. Yes, they did. And that's why they had a lot of people there. Yes, they do. It had a lot of people there. I mean, the... the oh, yeah. It, it, and they had, from what I've read and heard, they had an increase from last year. So that's always what you want. There's always more people, more people. So that'll do it for our, our review of FanFest. For the FCG Podcast, I am Matt. I'm Jose. And I'm Kyle. And thank you for listening. Remember to like and subscribe to us. And we will see you next time. We'll see you next year at FanFest. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs>